Hi, mom, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Tawalets. I hope everybody is in good spirits. I find that that's been that's been happening for me recently. I've been in good spirits recently, and I really don't know what changed. But it's, it's just a sh- sudden shift, I guess, to kind of accept that this new normal will be here for a while. So, I don't know. I guess this better place comes with that kind of understanding and that kind of acceptance. So, I hope you guys are feeling the same way. On another note, this, what I'm about to say, it's not a sponsored post. Although I'm welcoming those if you guys want to do that for me. But this one is, I just finished my batch yesterday. So, if you're a fan of sourdough bread and of cookies, there is this really yummy place in BGC. I mean, it's very new. I just got sourdough and cookies delivered the other day. It's called Native Nomad PH. They have an Instagram account and they also have a Facebook account. So you should check it out. Those single origin cookies. Oh, sarap. So good. I love it. So see if you can check that out. Today's guest is actually very, very interesting and i uh, i contacted her she is the daughter of a friend of mine and she is a youtube vlogger now i know you guys are just like yeah i watch youtube vloggers all the time it depends how old are you what is your generation of youtube because when i started watching youtube it was a lot of sketch comedy or you know tutorials or music videos and stuff like that i even used to watch this blogger named Jenna Marbles, who is apparently very old nah in this new generation of YouTubers. So I called this child of my friend. Her name is Noelle Martinez. And I asked her to be on the podcast also because I kind of want to know what this new generation is looking for in terms of comedy or what are they into? She's 15. She's very young. She's uh, still in high school, but she is a successful YouTuber with quite a big following. And I spoke with her and asked her to be on the show. And I learned a lot of insights about what teenagers are going through nowadays. So it's interesting to note that, well, you'll hear it later, but they, instead of the content, they look to the creator So it's more of this generation, this newer generation, is looking for authenticity. Meaning, they don't watch a lot of fiction nowadays. They're really into YouTube. And they like hearing people tell stories about their lives. So maybe it's because, I don't know, there's so much stuff going on with the world now that they just kind of want to hear something real. Which is so interesting to me because... When I would hear bad news at 15, I would go into fiction. I would read Harry Potter and things like that. It wasn't really me looking for someone to tell me stories about their lives. And that's very new. The The concept of vlogging, I think, is relatively new. And people sharing and being vulnerable is also very new. It's something that I actually was not really into when I was 15. First of all, It looks like the teenagers now are more aware of social issues, which is great. What was I doing when I was 15? I swear, it was all, you know, boys. I like boys. I have a crush on a boy. Disgusting. I actually went through 
some of my old journals and wow, I do not like who I was back then. Really shallow, really ugh. But this generation seems to be more active, more socially aware. And because of that, they want real stories. They want to be able to relate with other people and they want other people to hear what they have to say so that it's sort of a community of people who are being genuine to one another. It's also interesting to note that they don't see these algorithms as a bad thing. You know how people are watching Social Dilemma now and saying, oh, they're getting all our data, making us watch the things that we like based on what we watched or what we've seen before. And some people are scared because they think, okay, you mga computers, they're the ones controlling what we see and what we watch. But this new generation doesn't seem to think that it's a bad thing because, you know, it's all their interests are being brought together and being fed to them. And they like it. It's not necessarily a bad thing. So it's really a matter of perspective. And I found this interview so interesting. And I hope you guys enjoy it too. So guys, here is the YouTube creator of the channel, Noel Knows, K-N-O-W-S. If you want to check out her YouTube channel, it's Noel Knows. This is Noel Martinez. So let's talk a little bit about your YouTube journey. How did you get into YouTube or realize that you wanted to create a channel? Okay, so it started when I was 13. So I would just like pretending that I was already a YouTuber. So if I would do my makeup, I would just be part like in front of the mirror and I'll be like, so I'm putting on <laughs> simple things like that. But then it actually started when Disney hosted like this dream thing where you had to film like what you wanted to be. And at that time I was a gymnast. So I wanted to be a gymnast. And so I made a video that I did by myself and that really showed my parents, oh, hey, she can actually edit and film. So I made the video and I actually got a call back, but I never, that, that was the last of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and then after that, that's just sort of how I got into YouTube and how my parents were like, okay, you, you're actually ready. So I started when I was 13. So mm -hmm. I made my first video around April. So that's what was that? What was your first video about? The very first it's just one? like 16 facts about me. So ah. at that time I was super kid, like super childish. Like I liked unicorns. So like <laughs> I remember that it didn't feel so long ago, actually, but sure. Yeah. So I was that type of girl back then. But I definitely, you know, found my own style and everything throughout the journey of YouTube. Yeah. Of YouTubing. Of YouTubing. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, recently, I noticed... The reason why I had you on the show is because I noticed you've been doing things a little more leaning towards comedy. And your mom is the one that sent it to me. Well, first of all, she didn't send me the one where you featured her, of course. Why would she do that? Because <laughs> she embarrassed herself there. So she sent me the one where you talked about what, why you went into homeschool and what happened in your old school. It was really, really funny. So when did you realize that you wanted to go into comedy? Is it, is it just a one-off video or do you want to continue doing comedy stuff? Okay, actually, I realized that I wanted to make more funny videos during quarantine because the videos I would watch, they were all funny. And there was this one YouTuber that I really liked, Nicole Raffi. 
and she she makes like these really funny story time videos and i'm like hey like that's kind of like me because when i when i make cuento to like my friends or my family i over exaggerate things so i'm like okay let's just talk about other things and make it more entertaining so i tried it out and the feedback i got and were really good and i personally really like uh filming it because it felt more like myself mm. i wasn't filtered you know that certain filter that youtubers put i feel like i was more myself when i'm funny <laughs> so right yeah so you think that um bringing out more of yourself through humor is going to be your new track or are you still going to be doing tutorials and other things like that I feel like I want to stay like the same vibe of that video funny. Yeah, I want to incorporate it more into my videos because personally, I really like watching myself when I'm like that because it really shows another side of me that is, you know, that I show to the people that I know and the and my family. So I feel like I'll be sticking to that sort of vibe for my videos, but yeah. Yeah, it did feel pretty authentic actually. And I noticed that about your world of YouTubers. Okay. So, when I watch um people from your world, it's always showing vulnerability and showing your true self. Like you talk about yourself and and your struggles in life, and a lot of people actually like that. So, can we talk a little bit more about your YouTube world, about this YouTube convention and things like that uh i don't actually know where to start <laughs> because i know zero i know nothing i know you that's all i know so what's what goes on there and and who are the ones that you to watch out for so pers- i personally i really like watching different kinds of videos it really depends on my mood so it really depends on the genre you're heading for but recently obviously i've been watching a lot of bts <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like aside from that um especially in quarantine a lot of people are looking for entertainment something to make you laugh make you smile because you know whatever's going on in the world right now it's it's sad and we need something to go to to you know lighten up our mood So yeah, I guess for me personally, I really like looking at, you know, comedy and videos that make me laugh. So if it's a story time, things like that, but it really depends on the person and the person's mood. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I have to say. What's your market, would you say? Who are the people that watch your videos the most? Well, my target whenever I film, I always aim for like my generation teenagers. 13 years old or even below that's fine mm. too but during that range focusing more on teenagers because i can relate <laughs> but <laughs> yeah have you found that you've been reaching markets other than that what yeah. kind of responses do you get since my mom is already big on instagram she always posts about my videos and if i have a new video coming up so i i was very surprised that people like you know my mom and my mom's friends would watch my videos so it was very nice to know that my videos could reach all different kinds of ages different generations so yeah but yeah a lot of people have been watching from 
all sorts of generations and ages. Right. Have you been featured on the YouTube convention yet? And how does this even work? What happens in a YouTube oh, convention? Like an event, like a YouTube event. Right? Isn't that a thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it happens every year, but I don't I don't know about this year. But la- yeah. I have been going since I think 2018. It's called YouTube Fan mm-hmm. Fest. Is that what you're talking about? There you go. Yeah. See, I didn't even. Why didn't I research this? YouTube Fan Fest. Yes. Yeah. So if you know VidCon, that's more like the event, but in the states. But here mm-hmm. we call it YouTube Fan Fest. And so uh, YouTube invites like different creators from all around the world and they just come here. But obviously we can't do that now. Mm. But I've been going and it's really fun. Um, so yeah, I've been going. But what happens? What are the things that you look forward to? Meeting the creators. I always go mm. like near ne- like next to the stage because normally they're just hanging out there. And I'm like, can I have a picture with you? So yeah, that and performances also. Is it more uh, local acts that you look forward to or local creators? Or are you more into Western creators? Like what's what's your personal preference? Mm. Well, the YouTubers I've been watching are like the ones from the States, more international. But it's sometimes like a mix of local because I also like uh, some of the local creators. But then I definitely like seeing something different. And since we're just here, you know, you would want to look forward to other things. So, yeah, I really like uh, a mix of both. I don't have really Mm -hmm. a specific one, but. And the genres that you've been personally watching recently, is it more of that uh, when the creator talks about themselves or do you like watching videos where they feature other things like traveling or I don't know. I've been watching like a lot of vlogs of just them in quarantine. I feel like I really enjoy that because at the same time, it's entertaining, especially if they're funny. But at the same time, it's relatable because everybody's at home. So I like seeing what other people are doing, especially now at home. So I've been watching a lot of that. But yeah. Who's your favorite YouTuber at the moment? Nicole Raffi. I Nicole recently Raffi. discovered her in quarantine and she's so funny and I really enjoy her videos. Nicole Raffi. I'm going to look that up later. What, what is it about her that you really enjoy? I really like What does she discuss? She does a lot of story times, vlogs of just anything really. And she makes it super entertaining. She also does like... I don't really know how to describe her, but she's just very, very funny. But she does a lot of different kinds of videos, but they're all entertaining. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Is this something that you and your friends all enjoy? Or is it? does everybody have just different taste in YouTubers? Really depends on the person because my generation, we're all into YouTube. So we all have different moods. So that just creates like different focuses on the YouTube channels and the videos we watch. So personally, I think, you know, it could go other ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are there any... So, Nicole Raffi, is she around your age? Because I'm looking at her picture. She looks pretty young. I think she's like uh, 19. Ah, she's pretty. But she's so funny. Uh, that adds to it. <laughs> that definitely adds to it. Yeah. 
I'm probably gonna watch one of her videos later just so I can relate. <laughs> Have you heard? Okay, the only YouTuber that I really know is Jenna Marbles because she oh, started wow. like 500 years ago. Way right? back. I never even watched yeah. <laughs> her videos. I just heard of her. <laughs> See? So that is my generation because I know she's around my age. But when I'd watch her videos also before, it's similar. Like she'd talk about random things like when she'd go to the airport, she hates people that have so many jewelry because they have to take it off and things like that. So I noticed that YouTube is going more towards focusing on the creator as a person rather than whatever it is they do. For example, uh, traveling and stuff like that. I also follow this other YouTuber who's super old, um, Casey Neistat. Have you heard of <gasps> Casey Neistat? I love Casey Neistat. Hey, he's old. Yes! <laughs> like an old YouTuber. Yeah. I love his He's very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's very good. So creative. How do you choose your soundtrack because i noticed that what i like about casey neistat's is his soundtrack he uses really good music all the time how do you pick yours okay so there youtube is very strict and very sensitive to the music you use if you use like any like artists music like for example in spotify you can get copyrighted for that so it's mm -hmm. picking music is definitely one of the struggles of youtube because you have to find, make sure you don't get copyrighted so you can actually get paid. <laughs> but uh, for me, I like going to like no copyright music channels on uh, on YouTube. There's a lot and you can just download it and convert it so that you can edit with it. But yeah, that's how I find my music. It just depends on the vibe. So I just scroll, look for no copyright music and just convert it. <laughs> Yeah, and you mentioned that you have to use that so that you can make money from it. So can we talk a little bit about how you monetize through YouTube? Uh, I know nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> lay it on me. I know zero. Okay, so if you're not a YouTuber or if you just watch YouTube videos, a lot of people think that views and likes and subscribers are the ones that get you paid. But it's not it's based on ads so the ads you see on mm -hmm. youtube videos like before the video in the middle of the video or even in the end of the video all of those ads will add up to your wallet it's called google adsense it's a it's a website that youtube uses to actually for you to see how much money you have and if you reach a certain threshold because YouTube only pays you once you reach a certain amount. But all of that is based on your ads and what you get on the video. What kind of ads usually approach you for your videos? So the ads that you get, they're just from YouTube. So YouTube just automatically ah. puts it. Yeah, but sponsorships are a different story that also contributes to uh, like how you earn money. But aside from that, YouTube-wise, ads are the ones that really make you earn from YouTube. Cool, cool. I want to know, I'm interested to know about your learning process also. Because you said that you started doing videos at 13. Uh, what were the programs that you used? And would you use YouTube to learn? Or did you just figure things out on your own? Okay, so I loved YouTube even before I started. And I would watch like Jenny Novella. Do you know her? 
Of Lol. course you don't. <laughs> okay, so I would watch a lot of the common YouTubers for my generation, even before I started. And that really inspired me to, you know, start my YouTube channel and actually learn how to edit. And back then, I used a webcam to film my videos, a slow Mac that my mom had. It took forever for me to edit in because it would just lag and it was just... No. <laughs> and then <laughs> I would use iMovie. It is a free editing software. I started. I know that. iMovie. <laughs> that old. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I started with. And YouTube helped me with my editing style. But then there were some times where I would just experiment on my own. And I feel like that makes the joy of it. That, that just makes me have so much fun because editing is so interesting once you get to learn it and especially if you figure it out on your own because you found that on your own you know so it's fun like hey i can actually do this um but youtube also helped me with my editing and learning how to film but you know it definitely improved throughout the years but yeah that's how i started with that so what equipment and software do you use now now that you've grown in the two years. <laughs> so my camera, I it was only, I think, last year, around last year, I got the DSLR. It's the Canon EOS 7TD, I think, I'm pretty sure. And then I have a tripod, which is a must. But then again, you could just stack your camera on top of boxes. But if you're getting serious about YouTube, Definitely invest in a tripod. And then I use a mic. That's extra if you want your audio to be sharp. And then for my editing software, I use Final Cut Pro. It's, it's something that a lot of YouTubers use along the way if they graduated from iMovie. From iMovie. <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, I think that's it. And then I have my Mac. Yeah, I feel like you could use anything be resourceful be experiment different things and that's how i really learned from my mistakes from the past and how i learned to make my videos better and yeah it's just a journey thing you just have to go with the flow and see where it takes you but yeah yeah and i watched your your funny video and i have to say that the editing helped a lot in making it funny so where did you learn your instinct for that? Was it also through watching other videos? Or did you just say, you know what, if I just cut this part, it's going to be funny. I don't know. I feel like watching other people's videos, especially if you're, if you want to make videos similar to that, like the vibe of it, it will definitely inspire you and learn different editing styles. So watching all types of story time videos, funny videos, it definitely like, made me learn different and new editing styles. So yeah, watching videos could already get you so far and it could give you so many ideas. So yeah, YouTube videos helped me a lot. See, I'm learning new terminology from you. I didn't know that there was a genre called story time videos. <laughs> mm, I didn't know that. So what are the other terms that youtubers use so there's story time videos there's makeup tutorials uh reviews uh -huh. unboxings vlogs that is a very popular one mm -hmm. what else 
I guess that's like, like what are the types of videos? There's vlogs, sit down videos, which is just like that. Okay, what is a, a sit down video? <laughs> a sit down video could be a lot of things. So it can be a story time. As long as your camera is like set there and you're just filming, it's not really like vlog style. Ah. Yeah, so that's a sit down video. And I think that's like the two categories, but there's a, there's many subtopics. Subs. Yeah. I wanted to ask because I I don't know a lot of people your age. Are there things that you don't find funny that people like me and your mom find funny? Like, are there things that you're just like, that is not funny, <laughs> but why are you laughing? <laughs> oh my God, there's a lot. I can tell you're <laughs> laughing now. So that means there's a lot of stuff that we like that you find weird. I feel like there's not specifics. Like, I can't just name because there are a lot of things that I find that my mom is very cringy at trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, mom, if you're listening to this. (laughs) She's gonna listen, you know it. (laughs) But... I feel like it's funny when my mom tries to be somebody from my generation. Like when she tries the different TikTok dances and tries... That's pretty funny. (laughs) Does she do it on her own or do you force her? Sometimes she'll just follow me. I don't... And then I'm like, mom, what in the world? Kakahiya. Stop. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> but are there any things that your parents find funny that you just kind of I don't get it. Why why is that funny? I don't think there's like a specific thing because I can't name it because they just do a lot of things that I find very like what in the world? That is not my generation at all. Um, like what? <laughs> Give an example. The terms that they use. Like now it's, for example, us now, like in my generation, we say spill the tea. <laughs> and okay. they're still stuck at spill the beans. <laughs> so oh, like, beans. <laughs> you have to like upgrade from that. <laughs> But that's just an example. But yeah, the terms that they use, I guess some of them are like, I don't, I never even heard of them, but I'm like, that, that is not, (laughs) don't do that. I will admit that when I hear some terms of this new generation, I'm also like, (laughs) what is that? So lit is like cool. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. How about fire? When you say fire. Oh, it's okay. So it's different. Like, I I also don't understand. What do you find funny nowadays? Like, are there certain types of jokes that you find funny or memes? What, how would you describe your personal humor? Well, I don't feel like YouTube wise because YouTube, I have a lot of like, I guess for YouTube, it's story times when they like zoom in or like, you know, simple things like that. I don't think there's a specific thing that I find funny because a lot of things can be funny. So I feel like if it YouTube wise, if they actually take the time to edit like zoom ins or like if they just add sound effects or, you know, simple things like that. So yeah, a lot of things can be funny for me, but YouTube wise, it's definitely the editing style of like you know simple things that make it funny um yeah that's do you still watch regular shows or are you more focused on 
online YouTube V Live you know, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I think my generation is more on YouTube. It's a thing that a lot of people from like my age watch more um, instead of watching like live on TV. But it really depends. But I feel like a lot of people my age watch YouTube more. Mm-mm. Are there any shows that you've seen recently that you know that came out on Netflix or anything like that mm. that you find funny? Mm. I haven't mm. actually been watching Netflix. <laughs> I've been watching or YouTube anything. a lot. I've been watching yeah. YouTube a lot. So sometimes compilations of funny videos. I guess that's you know. But it really depends on the YouTuber, your mood again. It's just a lot, but. YouTube is definitely where I watch a lot of the videos that I do today. Less on the TV though. Are there shows on YouTube that aren't creator-based? You know what I mean? Like, is it like sitcoms and stuff like that on YouTube that you watch? I think I heard of some of them. But normally, I just... There are some people actually that make series on their channel. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's also one thing. And there's such thing as YouTube Originals. That's YouTube's show. So it's kind of like Netflix, right. but it's YouTube. So there's that. But I personally just like watching the creators. But it depends. If like my favorite creator is in a series, for example, YouTube Originals, then I would watch. So it really depends who's in it. And if I like the storyline... But yes, there is such thing as a series on YouTube. I'm finding it so interesting that um, people your age are gravitating towards more towards the creators more than uh, the things that are being created. What drives you to like a creator? Like you said, you discovered Nicole Raffi recently. How do you discover a YouTuber that you eventually like? Okay, so for YouTube, like, if you just watch, like, the same kind of videos, you'll see in your home screen, like, you're gonna, like, your home page, sorry, um, you're gonna see a lot of uh, related videos that have the same vibe. And you just discover other YouTubers by searching a specific topic, and then you're just gonna, you're just gonna see, like, a bunch of new videos that are gonna talk about that. So I guess it's just in the topic and the category that you find other YouTubers. Ooh, the algorithm gets to you. (laughs) Slave to the algorithm. Interesting. So what would you say that you follow or you like more female YouTubers than male or male than female? Or is it an equal ratio? I feel like I watch more female creators just because... You know, I'm a girl, so it's like you can relate. And then some of them do girl talks, which is also really fun because only girls could relate to them. But it really depends on the content. I still watch guy YouTubers like the Dolan Twins or Will Dasevich, Casey Neistat. Uh, So it's definitely a mix, but I feel like I watch more female creators. Are there any YouTuber or YouTube creators that you don't like? Like, and why why is that a brand that you don't like? If you have any. Um, like, have you watched the video and been like, this guy sucks? I don't think I have that just because, like, I wouldn't watch anything I don't mm. like. Um, True. So, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I have 
bad quote and unquote bad YouTuber that I don't like to watch because I wouldn't watch if I didn't like their first video. So I wouldn't even remember their channel name. So is all the content that you watch basically like good vibes videos? Is that yeah. something that you 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 don't veer towards, you know, more more like about my struggles and blah blah blah. Is it more <laughs> uplifting kind of videos? Yeah, most definitely. Especially now, we need as much positivity as possible, more encouraging words and people that can actually give us the energy that we can't get from people right now because we can't see them. So, as much as possible, I watch really funny videos and and videos that keep me in a good mood. So most definitely, I would watch uh, happy videos. Do you do you have any advice for people who want to get into YouTube, both young and old? Because you know the people who listen to this are <laughs> probably old. I will not lie. <laughs> but what if they want to start a career in YouTube? What is it that you can? First help of them? all, I know it's cliche, but be yourself and don't mind the numbers. If you really like YouTube, do it for the fun of it and do it because you love it. Because the numbers are just gonna weigh you down, and it's gonna—it's really gonna discourage you. So, if you're doing YouTube, do it because you love it, and don't stop. If you believe that you're meant to do YouTube, keep doing it because it's really gonna be worth it. Especially if you put so much effort and your time to it. So yeah, that's my advice. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more info on the shows and the network, visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. And Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your free account at podmetrics.co and use my referral code, TAWALETS, all caps, TAWALETS, no apostrophe, just big letters, power.